0: This is the podcast for February 10th, 2012. It's not safe for work.
1: Recorded live from just outside the Susan G. Komen Race for the Exit. It's the professional left with Trip Class and Blue Gal.
0: Wow, what a week for Coleman, huh? It was
1: a fast week.
0: It's been a very fast week. And. I want to thank everyone who wrote us about our episode last week, which was very personal, and we're grateful to you. Thank you. Yeah, Coman. I'm really wondering wow. now, post-mortem, uh-huh. uh, how long Komen can survive, because it's, um, it's really damaged, th- damaged its money. brand pretty major, big time.
1: Perhaps hmm? if we raise some money to save them, oh. a telephone or a race of some kind to raise money to save the Susan G. Komen. A
0: car wash. Yeah. yeah, well, one of the things that's become clear to me about Komen in the past week is that it's a rich mean girl sorority, yeah. and so. it's the uh, and there is a class war going on that there's the the women in the Saint John suits who do fundraisers in Dallas, mm-hmm. and then there's these on the ground Planned Parenthood activists, mm-hmm. who, and there really isn't. There's a gulf there. There's a really big gulf <laughs> there, yeah. and. The corporatism, I mean, a lot of people have tried to complain about Komen in the past. Yes. And their corporatism and their, you know, putting a pink ribbon on a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken was okay with them yep. and yep. ignoring real concerns about environmental carcinogens and uh, bovine growth hormone and all kinds of, you know, putting pink ribbons on yogurt that had obvious bovine growth hormone carcinogens in them and activism against that. And, you know, Komen is about the money.
1: Well, and, and I, I will say, not in that defense of that, because we have a lot more to say about the how you take down an organization mm-hmm. and what this tells us about the strengths and weaknesses and what works and what doesn't in, in really very quickly changing the dynamic of a conversation.
0: Well, how an organization takes down itself. Well and do, by not understanding yes no. the constituency that it's serving or the constituency that has put up with them
1: and who and who's going to get pissed off if they do something, yep. being very complacent about well everybody's on our side you know, yeah. we''re, we're, we're, we're the this people, people. Yeah. but there is a there are there there is a prominent urban organization in Chicago that gets all a big chunk of its money, a huge percentage of its money from a, a large oil company mm-hmm because that large oil company did not have any urban representation, shall we say? Uh huh. Didn't even gas stations, so they wrote this organization a big check, and they've been living off that check for the last many many years. And I don't have a real problem with that. It's you know there's a certain element of shakedownery going on there, but it's how the world works. If if
0: so, when you say blackmail, it's not a pun.
1: No. no. <laughs> It's, it's absolutely true, and there. And, yeah. But there, there are prominent. Um, there, there is a prominent organization that does work with hungry people mm-hmm. with food that made several key corporate decisions that I'm familiar with uh, that were entirely based on raising capital mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. golfing with CEOs. Yeah, it's not that they don't do good work because they do good work, but. They became the charity that all the right people gave to, Mm -hmm. and you get
0: people at the expense of other people.
1: Yeah. Well, and you you get people who sponsor museums and build nature parks and put up office buildings. This is the charity they gave to. Same thing happened with United Way. United Way got to be all about CEOs competing for who can squeeze their employees to produce more revenue for their pet charity.
0: Well, and and that was always uh, my ex's complaint about United Way was it was a place for lawyers to network and find new clients, and yeah. that was that's what United Way is, and and not what? that United Way doesn't do amazing things with that's their money the and really invest in communities, but when it becomes yeah. about but fundraising, you lose yeah. something. You do lose something. And it's it's something you need to be conscious of. That's my point.
1: And, and I have been involved in many organizations <laughs> that. Get to that point where activism can only take you so far. This sort of dovetails into super PACs, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Further down our conversation. But activism, passion, a clear sense of mission takes you so far. And then at some point, you have a board level conversation about hiring professional fundraisers mm-hmm. realizing that they're going to take a big chunk of the pie that's that's how they make their money that's how they afford very nice houses and very nice cars and send their kids to very nice schools is they bring to the table a Rolodex of the the names they bring the in Glenn, in Glenn Gary Glenn Roth's terms, the new leads—they mm-hmm. bring the new leads to the table. That's all they bring. Yeah. They bring their personal contacts, who they know, who they've slept with, who they got arrested with in 1967. They bring those people's names to the table, and and they know if they call those people, for the price of some dinner parties, a couple of awards, and a couple of you know a couple of honoraria, they can put. Hundred thousand or two hundred thousand or a million or two million or ten million dollars into your pocket. Mm-hmm. That's what you pay for. And but, then, going-
0: but then, aren't you put inside a bubble with that money? Yes, That's absolutely,
1: the absolutely you are. And yeah. there's the problem. You, you are. You, we live in the material world, in the imperfect world of uh, you know, on, on this side of the veil of time, where. We have to make compromises where we have to make decisions about do I you know, how much of my conscience can I afford to be pure about today because I'd like to pay the rent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if you are and believe me, I'm, you know I was married to an activist I'm currently married to an activist
0: yes you are
1: and will be for the rest of my life and they're incredibly passionate people who really believe you know fiercely in their mission and that takes you so far and mm-hmm. then you. Get to the point where you want to, you really want to change things. You, you want to, you want to take, I hate this expression, but you want to take it to the next level.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, you, it's really hard to do mm-hmm. unless you hook up with some fucking capitalists. Yeah. Who look at your organization as a way to make money for them
2: mm-hmm.
1: or a way to write off, take that five or six or eight percent they're required to give every year as a part right, of the
0: foundation. Sure. Yeah. Sure.
1: And, and that's, and, and you have to get ready for that. And, when they've gone too far over the line and become a political schmoozing organization, you start playing. Instead of instead of you lose sight of your mission and you start playing politics.
0: Well, and and watching Nancy Brinker explain yeah. to Andrea Mitchell, oh. you know, oh, we have standards of excellence and we are grand. We're doing all of this and. It, Yes, Chris Hayes said it really sorry. was reverse engineered. It but was. But it was a total junior league conversation. It, it was, was. It was. She was explaining to a kappa kappa gamma pledge, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes,
0: why we can't let your black friend into the sorority right. because Just we have standards, soul. you know. And and, the, and go ahead. Not tall enough. That's yeah, the yeah. And Andrea <laughs> is sitting there going, but it really looks bad that we can't do this. Don't you understand? You know. And oh, you know, Andrea, have a canape, and we'll talk about standards again later, because because she is in the club.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Abs- and, and that, and, and, and you put your finger right on it. This is this, and I have I have seen this happen firsthand, mm-hmm. where this someone makes a decision uh, where where the money is going to go, where it's not going to go. Yeah, and let's come up with a reason why we can justify this decision. Um, I have participated in organizations that have hired auditing firms to yeah. destroy their personal political enemy it had nothing to do with whether or not that the money was being spent wisely or not it had to do with Here's a stack of money. Go find something. It's go that find same someplace mentality. where
0: it was misspent so I can be president yeah. of this
1: organization. And yeah, this shit happens yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, it happens yeah. all the time. This is not unique to Susan Coleman. This happens no. – let me repeat this. All the fucking time when you mix politics, money, and causes that people believe in, this shit happens all the time. And, of course, one of that's, one of, that's why you have marketing departments mm-hmm. and offices of – of press outreach in your organization. But
0: isn't it interesting this just, well, just this should never
1: supposed to this never supposed to end up on camera. No. That, no, that, exactly. That's rule they violated. Yeah. They stank it up on camera and that's what took
0: Well, them. people got mad on on Twitter. That's yeah. what happened. It, this was a Netroots thing. Oh, yeah. And and connecting that directly to what has happened with J.C. and Ellen. Mm-hmm. Because you know, Ellen was hired by J.C. as a spokeswoman spokesmodel. model as she has been by cover girl and you know she's doing the advertising thing mm-hmm. and this million moms group uh, objected and boycott J C Penney and do this and J C Penney knows where the money is the money is okay. in tolerance the money is in not radical pro game marching but ellen I love right. ellen I watch her every morning at 10 and right. she's, I can't, she's adorable she's, she's lovely adorable. she's She dances, and she's so cute. But Uh Ellen was very strong, and she made a statement on her show to say, I stand for honesty, equality, kindness, compassion, treating people the way you want to be treated, and helping those in need. To me, those are traditional values. Oh, and I also believe in dance. (laughs) Wow. Those aren't traditional values. Those are marketing values. That's what you want on your side.
1: Those are are – those are, as tra- that's the golden rule. Yeah, it's as and, but, it, but it sells. It sells.
0: JCPenney has figured out, and this is what every other organization needs to start to figure out, which is the intolerance of the right wing is a very negative bullying message. It is. That does not sell. It does not move the cash.
1: No. and you, well, you said this about your, your ex pointing this out.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: About um, the, the state in which you used to live. Alabama? <laughs> yeah. That, that that it wasn't the, – the the hearts of the good people of Alabama did not suddenly open up. It right, was, right. It was driving away tourist dollars.
0: Well, on, on two fronts. One is the, the intolerance. The racial intolerance was keeping away convention dollars. And then also um, Jefferson County, where Birmingham is, the largest city in Alabama, uh, quickly abandoned their blue laws uh-huh. and started selling alcohol on Sundays – Uh, all day long because the convention business would not come to Birmingham if they Mm -hmm. didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you go where the money is. There's a reason why American Airlines has an entire division devoted to gay travel. It's not because they're pro-gay. It's because they're pro-dollar. That gay dollar is a good dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: and and you can really see, because there really are... And I find this, I find these moments in American history, these moments yeah. in media yeah. and, and politics, extremely interesting because it's it, it, suddenly things open up. There's a little, there's a parting of the curtain, and you can see how the machinery works. Yep. You can see where the gears are grinding against each other and and scraping and not functioning correctly. And the machine is not doing what it's supposed to do, which is smoothly take away your rights mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. turn you into a zombie. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and it's not working. And yesterday I saw. Michael Steele, the former head of the RNC who's been hired by the allegedly liberal MSNBC to be its Republican in-house guy mm-hmm. um, Michael Steele who is the author of any number of the of the bad convention bad primary rules that are now coming back to bite the Republican Party on the ass mm-hmm. and who was just a terrible Republican chair but who was let's you know he was he was their token black guy yeah. He was the guy they stood out in front to prove that they were tolerant. See, mm-hmm. we got a black guy, too. And he knows where his money comes from. He knows exactly where his money comes from. And he, and watching him yes, yesterday trying to balance the, his desire to appear open and welcoming, which is where the money is, mm-hmm. and justify hating the idea of gay marriage on the other side. Which is where the votes are. Yep. Was fascinating yeah. because, and he really screwed the pooch because he sat on camera and explained how racial discrimination in, in marriage, marriage was yes. completely different than gay discrimination in marriage. Because the- you can
0: see so- when someone's black, but you can't see when they're gay. Wait, uh, what? <laughs>
1: Someone walks in a room like, wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, at some level, I mean, this is this is again, this is this is the Andrew Sullivan syndrome. This is the David Frum syndrome. This is the self-loathing member of a group that joins a group that hates them and is used to pimp for them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Andrew Sullivan is the gay conservative, and for years he was the guy that that conservatives would point to and said, "See, we got a gay. Yeah. See, we got chicks. We got a black. We got some Jews. We we're, see we're tolerant." Stay, stay, the, and and. Every one of those people were just, a, were just house Negroes, as yeah. Malcolm X put it. These were yep. self-loathing people who, in exchange for money, stood out in front of a group of bigots and Bible-thumping fundies and said, ignore the morons and bigots behind me. We're really a very tolerant group here. Bullshit, they're a tolerant group. So Michael Steele is reduced to trying to explain why it's okay to discriminate against gay people who want to marry each other. But it's unacceptable to to discriminate against people who want to marry each other who are of a different race. And the the, the verbal, the the meltdown, the gibberish that came out of his mouth, knowing that he had to lie, because if he ever told the truth, he'd lose his fucking job. So when ideology, the, the heartfelt, fierce, hateful ideology of the right bumps up against the economic reality of America turning into a much more pluralistic, much more multicultural society and, and and money getting behind that trend. When those things slam into each other, that's where things get interesting, and that tension is the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. They don't want that America. Mm-hmm. They really, really don't want that America, but they can't say that.
0: Well, and, and there's, a, there's a gender uh, component to this, too, that the women who are... Uh, Chiming in the loudest for family and children and home and traditional values are careerists. Yes. And I've been trying to find, and I can't find it anywhere, whether Karen Handel has any children. I know she's married, but Mm -hmm. I – and I'm not saying that that is anyone's business, really, Mm -hmm. that – you know, a, a professional woman should simply be able to be a professional woman, and whether she has children or not should have nothing to do with her accomplishments as a as a career person. Uh, but nowhere can I find any record of whether she has children or not, mm-hmm. and whether she's chosen what her choices have been in terms of family planning. Mm-hmm. And that does have some bearing on what's going on with her political stands and yeah. now she's not running for public office right now so she doesn't have to defend herself to me or anybody else but right. she has she has run for governor of georgia and run for things and i'm curious uh as to where her personal stand on contraception and family planning and so forth is given what she's done it's kind of interesting that nowhere on any of the biographies that I've seen of her is there any information on that so
1: well and there, there is this s- series of concentric circles mm-hmm. radiating outward from the heart of the Confederacy yeah and and when you're close to the center you can be as crazy as you want to be the, the money flows to you fl- money flows to Ann Coulter who has suddenly yeah. rehabilitated who's an awful person who's just a pure evil well,
0: she's she's pure lie but i she, can't get over how she's mellowed because yeah. because, because she
1: because had to because she had to yeah cuz money told and,
0: her and yeah it, and it's clear that fox news told her yeah Here,
1: well she mellowed.
0: toe the fucking line yeah. <laughs> we, always, we always quote malcolm from in the loop toe the that. fucking
1: the, line the line the fucking line he yep. swears better than but Anybody, yes, And, he and does. she, she, the people who signed her paycheck told her to toe the fucking line. Yep. And and you know what? The next day, David Fromm linked to her.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Because you know, even Ann Coulter says, even Ramesh Panuru says, and and and, so, and it's such a
0: circle jerk. It's it,
1: unbelievable. At, but the further away from because let's at the heart of the Republican Party, at the heart of the conservative movement, the boss of the GOP is Rupert Murdoch and Rush Limbaugh. Those are the boss. And Roger so, Ailes, yeah, Roger yeah. Ailes. Those are the people who are in charge of the Republican Party. And at that 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 sort of very dark heart of the GOP, being hateful and crazy is what you are paid to be. You're paid to be a, a racist asshole like Rush Limbaugh. You're paid to be a liar like Sean Hannity. That's how you make your money, telling the pig people the lies they want to hear, telling oligarchs the lie they want to hear. But the further you move away from that media center towards commerce and politics, the more you have to play this shit down. Because the more you have to actually interact with people who are not crazy. And you have to pretend that that isn't really what your party's about. And those people really aren't you. And that's where Ms. Handel came into conflict with reality. Because clearly she she's a member of that club. She's a member. She's an intolerant, right-wing hate hater, as far as I'm concerned. She doesn't like women and she wants women to be in their proper biblical place. Except... She came into contact with an organization that doesn't believe that and wouldn't put up with her shit, and she tried some – let me put it this way. If if someone had inside of, I don't know, Fox News or Clear Channel or some other purely right-wing organization had had done what she did, Mm -hmm. which is engineer – the the termination of people who she doesn't agree with politically for strictly political reasons, right. And had ginned up some bullshit reason out of out of whole cloth. Do you think she ever would have been called on it? Hell no. No. Nope. You know, I mean, the inverse the inverse of that would be Halliburton. We're just going to invent reasons to throw money at Dick Cheney's company, and nobody's going to say boo about it because we're all partying. You know, we're all we're all drinking out of the same bottle. Mm-hmm. But the minute you cross into neutral territory which is where all of this should be. There should be nothing political about breast cancer. There should be nothing political about birth control. There should be nothing political about abortion. These things are health care issues. Yeah. They should not be political. The minute you cross into neutral territory and try to bring your political baggage with you, and then it blows up in your face. Mm-hmm you look around. There's nobody who's going to be your ally. And the only reason she wasn't fired the first day, I'm convinced of this, the only reason that the president of the organization trotted on to Andrea Mitchell and humiliated herself by mm-hmm. trying to pretend that none of it had ever happened is, is the CEO mentality, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. you can never admit you've hired somebody who's bad because that makes you look bad. And I've yep. been at, at, at any number of companies where truly odious, incompetent idiots just, just – Brain dead zombie. Yep, yep. I've been promoted because the C- CEO of the president could not could not admit they had made a horrible mistake yeah yeah so by God I'm just gonna double down yeah and that's yeah. clearly what happened the, yeah the, and
0: there there is that corporate me- but that's the problem with Coleman yep. is that the corporate mentality is
1: just owns that place so and speaking of the corporate mentality hmm. um, I am fascinated by the Clint Eastwood commercial yeah yeah and I, I'm fascinated yeah. because it really is such a Rorschach test. It is. To stand is. on the political spectrum. Yes. Because if you simply analyzed it from <laughs> a pro-Bi-American, I mean, that's really what it is. It's, yes, there, it there have is. been a number of people who have been pushing Bi-American for years, mm-hmm. and nobody listens to them except because Clint Eastwood wasn't doing it. Um, <laughs> Cliff Claven from Cheers, um, whose name eludes me at the moment, and, and shame on me, has a whole tour devoted to um, – Highlighting American manufacturing companies and urging people to buy American. Um, Ratzenberg, John Ratzenberg. And there are are any number of of organizations and institutions that have said over and over again, if you want to save American jobs, buy American products. That's all Clint Eastwood was saying. He's saying we were great. We were down. We're going to get back up again, and we're going to win because we're awesome. Fuck yeah. It's America. Fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. There's nothing in there that... Wouldn't be completely at home in any John Wayne movie, in any Clint Eastwood movie, in any right wing love fest movie about America's great America's going to be great again. Oh, it,
0: it, it's a, it's a, it could be a Sean Hannity <laughs> oh yeah monologue.
1: You yeah, know. And you we're back up again. You know, yeah. All it is is Rocky. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is. But but this is what just delights me and, and amuses me and terrifies me is the right is, has so completely lost its mind. They're actually running against American cars. Yep. yep. They're campaigning against... These are people from whom I get emails all about how they're rebuilding their Chevys. These people love American cars. Yeah. These people yeah. have a hard-on for America. These are all the guys who went to fucking shop class and love American cars and love bikes and love machines. Okay, fine. Here's a whole line of thinking that says let's save the American auto industry and make it even better. Oh fuck no! Why? Because the Cause Obama, because the president's black, and yeah. Yeah. Man, I can't stand that. So and, I'm, and the new Black Panther party's coming for my daughter. And Olinsky <laughs> will make kids gay, and it really is. Wait a minute, you are actually the, <laughs> The 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 biker movement, the America, the most the most conservative groups in America, the, the bike loving, machine loving, <laughs> um, w- watching Sons of the Gun, which I rather enjoy on cable, type guys, and I know these guys. Yeah. Really, you're gonna take you're gonna take sides against the American car and against Clint Eastwood just because you hate Obama that much. That's how fucking crazy they've got, and that's why I love the commercial, and that's why. I I genuinely believe the single most important political story of our generation is the one story that our political press will not report, and that's this one, that the right has lost its mind. And I know I've said this a hundred times before, but I'm going to keep repeating it until somebody in the press starts reporting on it. The single most important story of our generation is that the conservative movement, the Republican Party, has lost its fucking mind, and there's nobody in the mainstream media who will say that out loud. Because the minute they do, they'll lose their job. And the minute they do that, they'll lose their job because they'll lose market share.
0: Yeah, they'll lose revenue. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's what makes the world go round. So where are we now?
0: Well, <laughs> I've been reading uh, a website that I actually um, submitted to this week, and I think they're going to run one of my things. It's called The Final Edition. New York Times, The Final Edition. Mm-hmm. It's the finaledition.com, and they have an article up here called Roger Ailes Fuck It, I'll Just Be President Myself. <laughs> And I'm going to just read two paragraphs. Roger Ailes, the powerful head of Fox News, decided to give up his attempts to create a viable president, Republican presidential candidate and will become president of the United States himself, according to the bathroom mirror aware of his deliberations. The <laughs> mirror spoke anonymously for fear of being smashed by Mr. Ailes. Palin's an idiot. Gingrich is a delusional gas bag pussy hound, And Romney couldn't sell umbrellas in a shitstorm, said the 71-year-old cable new innovator as he stared blearily at his unshaven face yesterday morning. I got Nixon elected, and he was a paranoid alcoholic with jowls worse than mine. My fellow Americans, hold on to your seatbelts because we're about to bomb the living fuck out of Iran. Then he laughed and began to shave.
1: Yeah. And another perfect. And it's morning in America.
0: Perfect. Perfect, yeah. perfect. That's written by Mahatma Coat. <laughs> Got it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's that's their problem. They yeah. they built this entire machine out of out of crazy people, hateful people, stupid people, bigoted people, and yeah. creationists. They built their entire and now they're trying to assemble a Working model of a president out of components that they have harvested from this junkyard of, of the American soul, and lo and behold, it doesn't work. Yeah. It's it's either a megalomaniac or it's soulless or it's completely uh, theocratic. Or whatever, but yeah, yeah. these are the ingredients in your larder. You put them there. You stock your shelves with the crazy people, and now you're wondering why the only thing that you can build that the crazy people will listen to look and sound a lot like crazy people, yep. and normal people <laughs> look take one look at at Newt Kingrich and, uh, and 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 Santorum and Santorum go. Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> well, are I think we have to talk kidding? a little bit about this week's results with. Yeah. The big winner being Rick Santorum. Yeah, and I want to repeat what Hunter DK, who's one of the contributors over at Daily Coast, said. At Hunter DK said, "Looks like not Mitt has found a new human host," and yeah. that is exactly right.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: it,
0: not Mitt. It, when, when is Mitt going to realize that you know the right wing has gone crazy enough that he's just never going to be good enough?
1: Well, he he he'll be the candidate. Yeah. But I I. I I will give you long odds. I'll give you good odds that um, Santorum will win Michigan. I've said that before. Yeah, i said that yeah. a couple weeks
0: well, ago. Well, he's the only one talking about manufacturing. So Exactly.
1: And he's won every MI state. Every state that begins with an MI so far, Santorum has won. Think about it, people. Think about Did it. Did I just blow your mind? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all the MI states, Santorum has won. And he really is the only one who talks about manufacturing and talks about it. And, and Romney, you know, everybody knows. Romney went on record saying essentially – Fuck my dad's car company.
0: In print, in the New York yeah. Times. It's New not York like Times. you can't he, look he, it up.
1: right? You the look goddamn up. New York Times. Congratulations. Screw the car companies. Let them fail. And then we'll put them through bankruptcy. And uh, by the way, there is a uh, an article yesterday, as I write this, in the Detroit News, quoting, I, I don't know if, if some of our conservatives out there are familiar with this gentleman's name. I know you you, you are unaware of his history, at least according to your writing and your Broadcasting, but there's a gentleman out there named. Uh, make sure I get this right, George W. Bush.
0: Yeah, he. Apparently, no one ever talks about him. Who wh- he? He was president between Nixon he held, and Ford, right? He, yeah, he
1: held elected <laughs> office sometime in the last thirty years. I can't quite remember when, but apparently a lot of people voted for him, and a lot of people voted for him a second time and cheered like crazy when he was reelected, and then. When everything liberals said he would do and how badly he would fuck up actually turned out to be true, all those people scraped all the bumper stickers off their cars and put on little hats and became the Tea Party. Yeah. So now you know what American history has been like for us liberals for the last 20 years in one sentence.
0: But he wrote an article in the Detroit paper?
1: Yeah. He wrote an article in the Detroit paper saying essentially I would do it all over again. And he
0: – He would he, bail it, out the auto company, which yeah. is what he did, right? It, it,
1: People were suddenly – he reminded people, he rudely, he he violated Republican rule number one, which is acknowledging George W. Bush exists. Never do that. He violated Republican rule number two by acknowledging that this George W. Bush fella, whoever he was, actually was the guy who initiated the auto bailout. He he initiated it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And he also violated rule number three by not repeating the phrase – Saul Alinsky, every yeah. other word yeah, yeah. in uh, every other sentence in his article. But yeah, George W. Bush in the Detroit News yesterday said, yeah, I better love the auto companies and I would do it again because I didn't want a 21% unemployment rate.
0: You mean he did something for the good of the country or he's claiming that he did something for the good of the country as opposed a- to good of the party?
1: Apparently, he did. He goes on for a few paragraphs about the free market and how uh, – I agree. Things should go bankruptcy. But this was just an extraordinarily bad situation, and we had to throw an load of money at, it, money at it right away. I personally, me, Driftglass, disagree with where they threw the money and how they did it. Absolutely. But the idea that the bailout, quote unquote, meaning the bank bailout and the auto bailout began with Barack Obama, that it was his fiendish idea to run car companies and socialize the auto industry is an absolute lie, period. And if you are a conservative and you believe that, kindly go to the person who told you that lie and slap them upside their fucking heads as hard as you possibly can because that person lied to you. And maybe they didn't know it. Maybe they're as stupid as you are, which I kind of think they probably are. But find the person who's been promulgating these lies and smother them with a pillow until they just pass out. You don't want to kill them or anything, but just until they they get the point that they really shouldn't be lying to you all the time because you really look kind of stupid.
0: Well, and I- the other thing to remember is that that people don't remember is that George W. Bush was really paralyzed by being a lame duck. I mean, and, and by the the crisis of October and the fact that the stock market was just free-falling mm-hmm. and he couldn't do anything about it. Mean, he didn't know what to do. And, and Barack did. Obama came in and met with him and remember when they got together and met? Yes. And there was a whole panel of people including Barack Obama who was... Only president-elect at that point, and it was unprecedented mm-hmm. that he would come into the White House and they get all kinds of people together
1: well, and come up with that, a plan
0: that he was promising he would continue into the next that, term to stabilize that, the markets.
1: None of that ever happened, Gal. You're lying. <laughs> all that crap up. And but see, what I remember is how Republican candidate John McCain suspended his campaign. Yes, yes. Just so he would go to the White House and sit in the corner and say, "Hey, hey." Pull my finger. Hey, yeah. pull my finger. Didn't do shit. Didn't say shit. He just sat in the corner like a potato, stared into space so he could say he did something.
0: And I remember no, that. Yeah. The, the, no, there, it, and this was a crisis. This was humongously awful. Everything happened. was in free fall. No, it wasn't.
1: No, it all happened before January 20th, 2009. Therefore, it does not exist. I see. I and see. this is where we all need to learn this lesson, which I keep repeating pedantically but we need to keep arguing with conservatives first of all arguing with conservatives is a waste of time it just doesn't work but arguing with conservatives about history never works because they just don't acknowledge it happened no George Bush didn't do the bailout no George George Bush wasn't really conservative I never voted for George Bush what's that lawn sign of yours I remember you poking me in the chest and saying fuck you we won we won you lost now shut up liberal Remember He's that? Got a mandate. No, that I remember him saying
0: that. he had a mandate. Yes. With and 50% and, plus one.
1: And arguing with people about that is as useless as arguing with them about... The hypocrisy of the Bush administration when viewed against their views of Clinton during the Clinton administration, it doesn't work. They don't have a conscience like you and I would understand a conscience. They they believe that whoever has an R after their name is right. Whoever, Whatever Rush Limbaugh says today is the truth. And pretending that you can reason with these people is liberals' first mistake. Mm -hmm. You cannot reason with them. You can force them to do things they don't want to do and listen to them scream as you do it, but that's the only way to make them stop. As I've said this before, the only thing that ever changed a conservative mind in American history was the Union Army. And I hope, sincerely, it doesn't come to that again. But the only thing these fuckers understand is being driven from power as hard as possible and being kept the fuck away from power with as much vehemence as possible. So this and this is Barack Obama's signal failure as a president. Well, and and I'm really
0: worried about losing the Senate and and continuing to lose the House. And
1: he, I'm he thought he about could it. negotiate with these. He yeah. thought he could negotiate with these people. Yeah. And every liberal in, in, in Christendom could have told him that was not true. Yep. He fucked up. That's everything else we can talk about in the necessity and the contingency and whether it was an emergency and whether or not he's a constitutional scholar and what you have to do when Congress hates you. But the idea that you could you, you actually thought you could negotiate with these lunatics was the signal failure of the first Obama administration. Hopefully, the second Obama administration won't make those mistakes because they'll have an army of very angry, well-informed, loud liberals standing behind them saying, remember when you tried to do this before and it failed? And yeah. and we begin by getting rid of the conservative movement by voting them out of office and taking back our media. And,
0: and, I, and I think the other thing is to recognize that electing a president is one of the least important things we're doing
1: right now. Yes, except when it comes to, to judicial appointments.
0: Right. And, really and we've, we've got boots on the ground on so many other issues, it's important to pick an issue or two and work really hard for those things. Yep. I want to do a shout-out to something that I think, in the words ah. of Donald Trump, is going to be huge this year. Huge. <laughs> huge. huge. Mm-hmm. Blog against theocracy. I don't know why I think we're going to have so much <sighs> to say about this, yeah. but for some reason I think it's going to be huge.
1: Would, would you like to mention which we, candidate announced?
0: Oh, yeah. Announced just... Yeah, last night you know uh, that you know theocracy is a good thing he didn't yeah. use the word theocracy of course but Rick yeah. Santorum is fighting for a theocracy in America mm-hmm. make no mistake Newt Gingrich is fighting for a theocracy mm-hmm. in America
1: as opposed to Mitt Romney who's fighting for an oligarchy
0: yeah, or you know. something I yeah. don't it's it's hard to say what he's fighting for I don't think he wants to be president really badly there's not a lot of fire in that belly but
1: oh no, no.
0: But, um, but but Blog really Against good. Theocracy, I want to talk about.
1: But it's, being president will look really good on the resume, which I think is That's the thing,
0: fine. and, and yeah. help his hair, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, Blog Against Theocracy.
0: Blog Against Theocracy is an annual blog swarm we do every Easter weekend this year. Easter is April 6th through 8th. And we will be writing various and sundry blog posts about why the separation of church and state is a good thing. Mm-hmm. What I love about Blog Against Theocracy is that it unites bloggers of faith and atheist bloggers and agnostic bloggers and science bloggers and regular run-of-the-mill liberal political bloggers, everybody comes together to blog in favor of separation of church and state. It's not an anti-religion blog swarm, it's not an anti-Christian blog swarm, it's it's a pro-separation of church and state blog swarm. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot to talk about in that area. Uh, we are not affiliated with Americans United for Separation of Church and State, but they have been very helpful in uh, providing us with information and links and so forth to give us background and support of where some of these uh, court cases are. You can always go over to au.org and check out what's happening in your state, what's happening around the country uh, in terms of some of these boots on, boots on the ground issues that are happening. And Reproductive rights is a big part of what's going on with uh, church-state issues. Mm -hmm. Just ask the U.S. Council of Bishops. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they have a website, too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited about that this year. And we want to thank our listeners. Uh, We are going to have a new Internet kitty this weekend. The new Internet kitty is a beautiful black cat named Miles. Miles. And he likes to sleep inside fabric shopping bags, which is very green of him. Although he's black. Yes. Yeah, we we like Miles, and he's our internet kitty of the week. Thank you very much for sending <laughs> us your internet kitty pictures, so we can Thanks, Miles. We can rotate those.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We have a app for the iPhone. It is at professionalleft.blogspot.com. There's a link where you can go and buy the app. If you use our app, it gives you access to our Twitter streams, our blogs podcast content and occasional bonus content. We have a website, left.blogspot.com, where you can listen to us for free with no download and no registration. At our website, there is also a link to our Facebook page where you can also listen to our podcast. You can like me on Facebook. I am Francis Langham, and I will be glad to friend you back. And we have an email address, ProLeftPodcast at gmail.com, and also a P.O. Box where you can send letters and contributions. Our P.O. Box is P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. We got a letter in the P.O. Box this week with a contribution of $15, which is above average for contributions, so we thank you very much for that. Uh, mm-hmm. We never generally ask for more than 5 bucks, and we're always grateful to have $5 contributions Uh, Again, you can contribute at our website or at our P.O. Box. But this letter was just delightful. Dear Blue Gal and Driftglass, thank you. $15 doesn't shout. It sneaks into the procrastination pile with a sign of resignation, quickly hidden by dirty laundry, the fridge I haven't cleaned, and the five books I'm reading. $15 is one lunch out. $15 is one large bag of kitty kibble. Fifteen dollars is fifteen bus rides, three swims at the YMCA, eleven and a half days of internet service, a shopping spree at the dollar book sale, and the price of admission to a great live music experience called "Disappear Fear." Okay, there's a plug for you. Mm-hmm. Fifteen dollars was my contribution to Obama 2008 during Sarah Palin's RNC convention speech. <laughs> fifteen dollars. No. For a drop in the bucket towards the combined intelligence, experience, talent, humor, and heart in every podcast. What a deal. So thank you. Keep going. Thank you. Keep going. Thank you. Keep going. Peace. And she signs it. And she's a friend of mine on Facebook. P.S. found y'all through Crooks and Liars, one of the points of light from the W years. And uh-huh. Crooks and Liars is one of the points of light from the Santorum years, too. <laughs> and, and the Herman Cain years. Yeah. And the Root Newt Gingrich years. etc., etc. et cetera. So uh, I am with the Crooks and Liars team every single day working with them. And I just love them. So uh, thanks for that shout-out. And thank you for your letter and contribution. And we so appreciate your contributions. And they do go... Your contributions do go to those things. They go to kitty kibble and internet service, definitely. They yep. pay, they pay the bill and and we really appreciate your $5 contributions or more if you wish to give it. Again, you can do that at our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com. We have an option for a one-time gift or a monthly gift, and we need them, and we appreciate it so much. So thank you. So Drift Class, how are the Internet kitties doing this week?
1: Well The Internet kitties are wondering, blue gal, did Rick Santorum fire six shots or only five? Let's think about living. Let's think about loving. Let's think about, Let's
2: think about, Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the bopping and the loving, loving, loving. Let's forget the wine and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living.
0: Let's think about life. This podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2012. Drift Class Blue Gal Podcast.
1: I also want to do a shout out to a blog. Um, I read this really awesome post about the culture war. <laughs> oh, shush. <laughs> <And>
0: <laughs> you don't it, need to pimp my blog over
1: I, I, podcast. I, I, I never pimp your blog. I never I, I, <laughs> I pimp mine like you know, shamelessly, but I, I, but this post was, was not that your other ones aren't really good, but this was just a cut above everything I read
2: well, thank in the last you. Few,
1: few weeks. And it's a big, gal, Just look up blue gal. You'll find her. Welcome yeah. to the culture war. Wonderful uh, post.
0: Thank you. Wonder- well,
1: and I saw you just, just banging at it. Like you're chiseling it out of stone yep. with, it took me took me the better <laughs>
0: part of a morning, and I was, was sp- mad that I was.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and out of that hard work came this thing, this lovely, shapely, beautiful post that I am envious of because it's so well written. So, ah. I'm ima- I'm sitting over here being emasculated, yep. being one upped by my wife.